views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm telling you, we are fired up, as many of you say to me, and emails, and my gosh, those instant messages that you've been popping in there. Yeah, we are really doing some cool things, and we're starting it off today with Andrew Martin joining me here today. Are you ready for this? A Life Untethered. We're going to explore what does that really mean? And what I mean by really mean is what does that really mean? What is it that we want to say yes to in our lives, but sometimes we just cannot get there? What is it when we feel we're on the path, but then we get a little hiccup and then we don't know what to do with the hiccup, right? You got to know one thing about hiccups, right? When you get them, they just don't go away in the time frame you want them to. But Andrew is here to help all of us understand that there is magic to taking care of those. Highly attuned, intuitive oracle, spiritual teacher, walks the talk, and, you know, host of a fabulous hit show, which you're going to hear all about. But mostly, he is on fire. He is changing his life, helping others change theirs, building something that is built to last. Why? That's what today's show is about. Andrew, it's great to have you here. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. I am so happy to be here. You have no idea. (laughs) Listen, I said you walk the talk. And I want to start with that because that is one of those corporate expressions that has gotten used only to really annoy a lot of employees because they're like, (laughs) ain't nobody doing that. But you are. And just in the short time I've known you, you've made some mega changes, untethered. What does that mean to you? And what does your life look like from it? Wow, that's such you know that's such a, an exciting question to answer. You know, awesome. I think the short the short answer is that it is a life free from limitation. It is a life that says, you know, even in the toughest moments, or you know, even in the most challenging moments, I still have that internal compass. I still have my connection to my life purpose, and ultimately, only I know what truth feels like. And that's what I say all the time to my clients is that only you know what truth feels like. And really the big picture, the big answer of like, why am I here? 
you're here to give a voice to that truth. You're here to breathe life into the the work that you came here to do, whatever that work is. And Mm -hmm. only you know what that truth feels like. Yeah. You know, how was finding the truth for you? And what I, what do I mean by that? You know, for me, it was a lifelong journey. And uh, for decades, not, not a few years, not a few hours, Andrew, no, decades, <laughs> I did not want to face myself, right? Yeah. yeah. How do we do that? Yeah, it's, it took me, you know, it took me really, I, you know, it was around 40 years old. I'm 45 now. So five years ago was when I finally said uncle. Me you know, too. my purpose, you know, my purpose had been calling me forward mm. really my entire life, but it was really around, I would say probably the mid nineties when things really started to start, you know, knocking at the door. And there's that saying, you know, first God throws a pebble, then a rock, then a stone, then a boulder. And so my purpose had been knocking at the door for a long time. By the time in 2012, I finally said, okay. And what it took was being really uncomfortable, really unhappy, really scared, really angry. It took basically me going to the opposite end of the spectrum to realize how far away from my truth I had gotten. And I didn't even know. I just thought that life sucks and that's how it is. I just thought that I'm in a, you know, a tough situation. And it was a series of experiences that I finally in 2012 had this moment of clarity saying, wait a minute, does life have to be a struggle? Does life have to be filled with pain and suffering? Now, I think challenge is a different thing. Challenge doesn't have to mean you're suffering, right? Challenge is what we came here for. We came to grow and expand in a way that we never have. The soul that I am chose the experience of Andrew to learn and grow in a way that it had never learned and grown in before. You know, I say, all, I say this all the time. We didn't come here for shoots and ladders. <laughs> you know, we came, here, we came here for an experience that is commensurate with our abilities as master creators. Mm. Mm, but boy, I got to ask challenged. you this. It's like the Olympics. Oh, Andrew, why does it feel like that, though? I mean, when you said the shoots and ladder game, um, I was thinking shoots and ladder and sometimes Monopoly where, you know, you feel like you're sitting in a jail. <laughs> 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 absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that you, you know, you talk about the jail or the prison, you know, Matt yeah. Hahn, who was a friend, friend and mentor of mine, yeah. years ago said, you know, Andrew, without the desire to escape, there is no prison. And I, mm. what I know to be true is that suffering is always rooted in the desire to escape the present moment. Always. Mm. So it's not saying you have to like things. When things are rough and life sort of has you up against the wall, it's not to say, ooh, I love this, I can't wait for more. It's to understand that there is value there. Yeah. There's a reason. Yeah. There's a reason. And so when we allow ourselves to be present and say, okay, and I think remembering that our life is an infinite spiral of, you know, it's like you said, you don't do it in a day or an hour or a week. It's a lifelong journey. Yeah. So you just let yourself off the hook of saying that there's ever really going to be a finish line and you can't really get it wrong. So you just show up and do what is in front of you Mm. Yeah. and accepting that pain and that frustration. Frustration sometimes is the first step. Isn't it? And, you know, also, I know in the work that you do, you also remind us that it's not a life sentence. Mm -mm. There's a, right? Because when you're talking about the work that you're doing and the way you help people, you know, we're usually 
have a storyline that says, you know what? I know I'm destined to just have bad luck. That's me. Yeah. That's not my story, by the way. Um, but, right. but, but, but we feel like that. Why do we do that? Is it because we can't see the writing? We can't see um, that there could be a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, what is it that puts us deeper and deeper and deeper into that New York City street pothole? And just having moved back to New York, I know all about those potholes. So, Uh, you know, I think there's a couple of answers. I think the first answer is we've forgotten our sovereignty. We have forgotten that we are infinite beings who came to have a finite experience. We signed up for this. It's like the athlete that goes to the Olympics. The athlete doesn't go to the Olympics and then complain that it's too hard. You know, life, there's no... No guarantee that your life will be easy, convenient, and comfortable. That's just not part of the deal. There, there will be moments of ease. There will be moments of convenience. Certainly, there will be moments of comfort. But that's not what you came for. So yeah. I think when we remember that my experience doesn't stop at the end of my nose, there's an infinite playground. And when the story of Andrew ends, another one will begin. So that's the big picture. But I get it. When you're in the pain and suffering of day to day, it doesn't do you much good to say, oh, I'm an infinite being, right? You have mm-hmm. urgent needs that oftentimes need attending to. Yeah. And I think the first thing is to sit with where you are. You know, in this society, we have been taught that vulnerability, that emotions, that softness, that, you know, tenderness is a sign of weakness. Mm-hmm. We've been taught that if you're feeling something, pop a pill, buy something, drink something, eat something, buy something, make it go away. You know, get out of your head. Don't be such a weakling. You know, get tough, get strong. So we've been taught to avoid our emotions. We've been taught that if you're having a bad day, if you're depressed, if you're sad, if you're angry, that something's wrong with you. And I completely disagree with that. Your Mm -hmm. emotions are pointing you in the direction of an aspect of you that is only asking for your time and attention, Uh for your love and acknowledgement. Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do. We got lots more to talk with you about. And, you know, uh, when we come back from break, I want to know from you, Andrew, how do you know, how did you know there was something bigger calling you? What did that feel like? And then, you know, this path, this, this journey, what is it when that which we focus on the outside disintegrates before our eyes? Yeah. <laughs> Untethered. Big questions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, lots to share about Andrew. Uh, Andrew Martin, my very special co-host today. When we come back, we're going to give you lots of information. We have a special giveaway and much more. We'll be right back. I can almost see it. That dream I'm dreaming But there's a voice inside my head Saying you'll never reach it Every step I'm taking Every move I make Feels lost with no direction My faith is shaking Interested in deepening your spiritual practice? The School for Esoteric Studies offers online training to spiritual seekers from all paths of life and individual coaching. Our courses synthesize Eastern and Western spiritual traditions based on meditation, study, and service applied to everyday life. To learn more about our courses and services, please visit www.esotericstudies.net. 
Discover the healing medicine from the giant monkey tree frog Cambo. Cambo practitioner Ginny Rutherford and professional psychic Todd Rolson have come together for lively discussions of alternative healing medicines from the Amazon. Ginny and Todd bring you Cambo Talk Radio. Tune in each Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific to hear from guests all over the world with real life stories and the medicinal benefits of Cambo. For more information, visit CamboKiss.com. Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Do you feel that there's a bigger, better life for you? Is there anything holding you back from living the life you were meant to live? If you'd like to find your life's true purpose and calling, join the world's foremost authority on primal spirituality, David Carshare, in Becoming a Sun Radio, Emotional and Spiritual Intelligence for a Happy, Fulfilling Life. Tune in once a month to Becoming a Sun Radio with David Carshare on the Dr. Pat Show and Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit davidcarshare.com today. powerful insight and practical tools to support you on your spiritual journey. Access your higher self and tune in every second and fourth Thursday at 12 p.m. Pacific to A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin, walking the path of freedom. Andrew is a highly attuned intuitive oracle, energy worker, spiritual teacher, and international radio host. For more about Andrew and his services, visit thelightedones.com. I gotta keep Gonna keep my head held high There's always gonna be another mountain I'm always gonna wanna make it move Always gonna be an uphill battle Yeah, gotta be loving that. Thank you, Benny. Uh, Andrew Martin joining me here today. Before we jump into the questions about, you know, knowing there's something bigger, before we talk about that, can we take a moment and would you talk a little bit about your upcoming show? And then you have a, you have a couple of uh, events, too. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I'm super excited. June 22nd is the debut broadcast of my show, A Life Untethered, Walking the Path of Freedom. So it's going to be the second and fourth Thursday of every month at one, is it one o'clock, 12, or maybe it's 12 p.m. West Coast time. I believe it's 12 mm-hmm. p.m. Pacific. I'm so, I'm so horrible <laughs> promoting my stuff. I don't even know what time it is. Uh, so 12 p.m. Pacific. And it's really about, you know, celebrating people who have found their purpose, who have found their path and are walking it consciously because I want to provide models for people to see how it's been done. 
Yeah. And I want to talk about the journey from the moment of clarity of like, wait, there's got to be something else. There is something more. I got to do things differently to the path of where they are now. Cause I think it's great to celebrate success. But what mm. I find is through my client work, so many people are looking for a model saying, but how can you do it? I don't know. And that's ultimately right. can only be answered by you through your own journey. But I think it's important to provide as many examples as possible. And the intention is that a person will be listening to an episode, hearing someone talk about their story and they'll say, oh my gosh, if she can do it, if he can do it, I can do it too. Oh yeah. I mean, that's how you and I got here, isn't it? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and, you know, that really leads to this conversation about, look, how did you know there was something bigger calling you? I, I know that uh, that is a really important question because many people claim they don't know. Yeah. But I knew and you knew, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I always had a sense that there was something bigger and something greater. And I, I was always looking for it and I was always looking for it outside of me. I didn't, hadn't quite made the connection that it was the truth was an internal thing and that once I had made that connection that it would guide me forward. But I had a couple of pretty, you know, extraordinary experiences that I'll share real briefly. In 2005, I'd been living in New York for the first time. I'd been here for about seven years. I was at the end of my rope. I was $40,000 in debt. I was lost, angry, had lost my apartment, was living with friends in Jersey City, sleeping on a mattress in their living room floor. And I was just unhappy. I was miserable. Like it had just, life was not good. And one day I was sitting in the living room. They had gone to, um, they had gone to work, pardon the truck driving by. It's Brooklyn yeah. after all. Can't, um, can't even hear it. Can't <laughs> yeah. even okay, hear good. it. Okay, good. Good. So they had gone to work and I was sitting and having coffee and I just was having this moment of almost a panic attack. And I just, I, I was at the end of my rope and I just yelled out loud, I don't know what to do. I need help. And suddenly I heard this voice say, you do realize it doesn't have to be this difficult. Mm. You can move back to Seattle if you want to. Mm. It was a moment of total clarity. And it was one of those moments of like, what the heck was that? You know, freaked me out, but moved me in the right direction. Three weeks later, I had moved back to Seattle, sold all my belongings. And I started down the path of self-discovery. I started down the path, but I wasn't ready. You know, the comfort zone was calling me back and the fear of the unknown was really, really big. So in 2008, I ran to San Francisco. Fast forward to 2012, I was living in LA and I was in the same exact boat. My life looked great from the outside. I had an awesome job, a great apartment. I looked like a million bucks, but I was miserable. I was oh. dying inside. Oh. I was suffocating under the weight of a life that I didn't even want. Oh. Boy, and I know I, what that feels like, you know, man. Oh, when you feel like an imposter harsh. in your own life. Yes. Yes. Great and everyone's word. in the out. Yeah. Everyone's on the outside going, man, you've got it made. You look great. You're <laughs> dressed well. You've got an amazing job that people would kill for. You've got a beautiful apartment. And I'm like, yeah, do you want it? Take it all. <laughs> so here I am miserable. And this is what I say. Only, you know, what truth feels like, you know, when you're BSing yourself. Oh. And so I decided to paint my bathroom because what are you going to do when you're miserable but decorate? So I'm painting, <laughs> I'm painting my bathroom and I go to start the final wall and I hear that same voice again that said, you do realize as soon as you finish painting your bathroom, it's going to be time to leave, don't you? Oh, yeah. And that was it. I couldn't. So I said, okay, I give. I said, I don't know. And I said this out loud. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want from me. Clearly, you have access to information that I don't have access to currently whatever you want from me. If you get me back to Seattle, get me a job, get me an apartment. As long as I'm happy, self-employed and helping people, I'll do whatever you want. Mm. Next day, quit my job, 
broke my lease. Three weeks later, was back in Seattle with a job in an apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it but was just that, that surrender. It how did felt, that feel? It felt like coming home. The analogy that I like to use is we think of our truth, and you can call it source, God, the universe, your truth, your purpose. It's all the same thing. I think of it as like a bonfire in the middle of the forest. And at night, and it's dark, and it's cold, but that bonfire keeps you warm. It feeds you. It sustains you. It gives you everything you need. And when you're close to the truth in that bonfire or moving in the direction of it, you just know it because of how you feel. And when we decide to deny ourselves, deny our truth to become sort of, you know, willful and stubborn and obstinate, and we all do it, that's part of the human condition. <laughs> you know, I know better. It's my way. So that's when you start to move away from the bonfire and it gets cold and it gets scary and you get lost and you're alone and you don't know where you are because you've turned your back on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, there is an exercise that I was taught, oh, I don't know, a lot of years ago. And I have to tell you, I thought it was, you know, one of the hokiest things anybody ever said for me to do. And it was the exercise of looking in the mirror and literally kissing your reflection. Now, the average person would think, yeah, maybe I can do that. But Mm -hmm. for those of us that did not even have a sense of self-love, An exercise like that could take months, a year to even do it, right? Yeah. What is it that holds us back from not just facing ourselves, but surrendering to the truth of who we really are? I think it's part of it is accountability. Because Mm. once you accept the truth that you are the master creator of your experience, you can no longer point the finger, right? It's your right. reason. I, you're the reason I'm unhappy. You're the reason I'm afraid. You're the reason I'm miserable. And Tony Robbins says that, you know, he yeah. says, well, you can't be responsible for the good stuff and hold people responsible for the bad stuff. It's either you take responsibility for it all or none of it. Mm-hmm. So I think part of it is that fear and that accountability. I think the other part of it is we have been taught to live our life through the mind. And what we've forgotten is that the mind is the servant to the heart. The heart is the portal to the truth. And when we're listening to the heart and following those nudges and following those impulses, which again will often require us to be vulnerable and sensitive and emotional, which we've been taught as a thing to shy away from. Yeah. But when there is a tipping point where you realize that, oh, I need my brain. You know, I'm not one of those people in the spiritual community says, you know, destroy the ego. No, you need the (laughs) ego. It's part of the human construct. You got to have an ego if you're going to be human. It's just our job to retrain it. You got to have a shakeup. There's a new sheriff in town, ego. You're not the CEO anymore. <laughs> you now serve me, the, the being who is the true self, the eternal self who lives through the heart. And the heart gives you the inspiration. The heart gives you the ingredients and the mind creates the recipe. You know, what are some of the greatest, if you could think back for a minute, What are some of the greatest aha moments you've had on the journey? Now, I know for me, they change. You know, what was what was a great moment for me, like what, 10 years ago uh, is not the same great moment. Right. But I think I still have one in particular that I hang on to. How about you? When you look back, you know, and you point to, yeah, here I am starting a fabulous you know, journey on this network, bringing this message Mm -hmm. to the forefront again, uh, coaching people, doing workshops. What is it that got you or gets you to say, oh, that? (laughs) 
I think the first one is that no one is keeping score. Oh, There's uh, not some angry deity in the sky who's waiting to strike you down. Mm. You are part of that which you seek. You are not separate from your source. You're just like, you know, you're like a bucket of water from the ocean. And mm-hmm. to the ocean you will one day return. But you're the same stuff. The ocean isn't judging the bucket of water. The ocean is just waiting for it to return. So I think the first thing is to realize that, oh, no one's keeping score. No one's waiting to damn me to, you know, to eternal hell. <laughs> it's just, you know, and I think that the next one was that no one is as worried about me as I think they are in terms of like the judgment. Cause I think mm. we're so afraid to go out there and, you know, go to the, you know, follow our own path and do our own thing and march to the beat of our own drum. Cause we're afraid of that judgment or the exclusion or whatever, but nobody is as worried about what you're doing as you think they are. They're That's too right. busy focusing on their own stuff. So forget about what you think people are saying. Mm. Um, yeah. the, the most powerful one I, yeah. think I ever learned is that fear is a choice. Boy, that was powerful for me too, Andrew. And, yeah. you know, I, I, was it a specific thing? Uh, because, um, you know, I could point to a couple of things in my life that in, in a nanosecond, a, li- a thing that happens in a nanosecond shifts my perspective or my feeling, right? Wow. You know, do you remember for you um, what was in your heart? Yeah, I think one of the the like specific moments that changed everything for me, especially around the idea of fear being a choice yeah. and just a story yeah. that we tell ourselves, is that I went, you know, I grew up in a small town in Wyoming. I was bullied and bullied and teased pretty harshly. And I carried that pain with me for a long time. And then I one one time I went back to visit my dad in the town I grew up in. And I had this panic in my mind. For days, I was a nervous wreck. I hadn't been back there in like 10, 15 years. And I was panicked of like these old stories and these old fears and these old wounds started coming up. I was so afraid of going back into the war zone. It was sort of like this PTSD thing. So I went back and I'm with my dad and, you know, I'm there for a few days. And what I realized is that story of Andrew being the bully, the victim, the target was gone. It was no longer a reality. Nobody even batted an eye that I was back. I didn't even see anybody that I knew except for a couple of people that were friends of my dad's that I had known as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. This whole reality that I had concocted about how I was going back and was going to be targeted again. And this fear was completely made up. Wow. How freeing did that feel for you? Oh, my God. I know, right? It was liberation. It was liberation. And you know what I have to say? Above all of this, The thing that I am the most grateful for in all of this journey is that the fear and anxiety that was a soundtrack for my life for so many years is now gone. Mm. That is to me is what freedom is. Yeah. Is a life free from fear. And, you know, when we come back from break, I want to talk with you about this idea of untethered. And what is it about that? that clears that pathway, that thing that is overgrown with vines and weeds and you can't even see the pathway underneath (laughs) it. Yeah. So everybody says, let's walk the path of freedom. You're saying like, dude, I can't even see the pathway. (laughs) What pathway? There's nothing there. What is it? What does that feeling do to clear that pathway out? So you can see every footstep and footprint along the way. That's why Andrew's here. We have a special giveaway as well. We're going to make sure you have his website. Exciting, exciting show. 
that he is doing a life untethered with Andrew Martin. Stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. Do you ever feel as if you're working twice as hard but only getting half as far? Are you trying to connect with your path in life and finding it elusive? Mainstream Metaphysics Radio is a weekly call-in show where we harness our connection with the universe and use what is in our power to affect change for optimal success and happiness. This hit show bridges the divide between what is and what we do not know. Eve, named one of the country's top psychics, also known as the MBA Psychic, invites you on this journey for this live call-in show with readings, featured guests, leaders, and visionaries in both business and spiritual callings. So join Eve Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com as she takes metaphysics mainstream. For more information about Eve, visit EliteTarot.com. That's EliteTarot.com. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend In Silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Be you plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com.
Yeah, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, it's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. You know, A Life Untethered with Andrew Martin joining me here today. Um, we're excited about your, your upcoming show and, again, remind people, but also um, you have a special giveaway today. What is the best way for people to find out about that? Yes, if they go to my website, delightedones.com, that's T-H-E-L-I-G-H-T-E-D-O-N-E-S.com, and then when they get to the homepage, there's a little tab at the bottom or the top that says shop, and that's where all they can find all of my guided meditations that I sell for downloads, and there's a free one right now for the basic meditation. They can download it for free, so they just go to my website, click the red button, they put it in their cart, and they check out, and they will get the download for free. Awesome. Um, And uh, you're excited about your show, right? I'm so excited. I cannot tell you. Because we've been talking about this since like last year. Yeah. Right. This has been months in the making. So I am thrilled that I'm finally giving birth to this baby. (laughs) Yeah. But, but, okay. But you made a few changes too. Yes. Yes. Right. (laughs) And you and your infinite wisdom knew you, you know, I gave you the initial Uh idea and you're like, I don't know if it's right quite baked yet. Think about it. Yeah. And I'm so glad that you did because you were right. It was to, you know, it was an, it was a, an evolution of the idea. I love it. All right. What do you think about my description of this pathway that's so grown over? You've got vines on it, probably ivy, maybe some, you know, just loaded with weeds so much so that you can't even see the path yet. We hear yeah. about walking the path of freedom. You've talked about freedom could you see the path when you were sort of kind of stuck in stuff? Great question. And the short answer is no, I had right. no clue. I had no clue. All I knew was that I didn't want to feel like this anymore. All I knew was that there has to be something else. And so what I always tell people is I think what oftentimes immobilizes us is we are trying to live through the head. When we get to that point of like, okay, I want something else, but what, right? The first thing is, well, how am I going to make money? And how am I going to do this? And how am I going to make it real? And what is the way, you know, we get so ahead of ourselves because we're so focused. The mind wants the plan. The mind wants the definitive answer. The mind is trying to create something that it has no reference for because we've never done it before. So the mind goes into panic and shutting us down because the mind is just doing what it thinks it needs to do, which is to keep us safe, to give us the plan, right? To sort of forge ahead. But here's the thing. This isn't about living through the head. This is now about living through the heart and trying to get insight and intuition and inspiration through the mind is like trying to get your email through a calculator. It's just not what it was built for. So what you have to do, and this is the answer. And I promise everyone who's listening right now, I promise this is true. All you have to do is be willing. You don't have to know how or when or where or what or who. All you have to do is show up and say, show me how to breathe life into the work I came here to do. Show me how to live my purpose. I'm here and I'm willing. And you don't even have to be happy about it. You can be angry, frustrated, and scared and just show up and say, okay, spirit, universe, purpose, path, God, whatever it is that you believe. You just say, I'm here. I'm angry. I'm broken. I'm in debt. I'm miserable, but I'm here. I'm willing. Your willingness is always the first step. Hmm. And the path will call you forward. 
That's what I want to ask you, because even though you can't see the path, even though we know it's buried under the weeds, even even though we know maybe that pathway has been there eons and eons and eons, none of that, none of that can bar it from calling our souls forward. Right. Right. You know, but we I I don't know about you. I think as human beings, we have a lot of opportunities to cover our path up. We have a lot of opportunities to throw some weeds in there, throw some vines in there. Man, throw some boulders on top of that path. Just throw them (laughs) on, throw them on. Just keep piling them all on. Yeah. But don't we also have the unique capacity to annihilate those barriers for our truth? And when we're moving towards our purpose, because here's kind of how it happens. Mm -hmm. When we're moving towards our purpose, we have our non-physical helpers, our higher self, our guides, our angels, the universe, God, again, whatever you call it, you are co-creating. When you are allowing your purpose to call you forward and you're showing up and you're willing, you are in co-creation. Now, when you're moving away from the truth, you're kind of on your own because source isn't going to help you carve a path away from yourself. That's up to you. You know, in this school, this free will, the beauty of the unconditional love of the universe says, hey, I love you so much. I'll even let you decide to be miserable. Right. Right. And you can. So when you start to move towards your purpose, at first it's calling you forward. And the most important thing, again, is to trust how you feel. Only you know what truth feels like. And in the beginning, you only know by how you feel because ultimately only one of two things is happening in every decision. You're either moving towards your truth or away from it. And oftentimes, especially in the beginning, the only way you know is by how you feel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know, you know, we get a gut feeling. How many yeah. times have you heard that? Oh, man. Yeah. And you know, I hear it. You know who I hear this from a lot? I hear it from moms. Mm-hmm. Um, and they say it in a lot of different ways. My mom was famous for saying it. You know, I remember when we were driving from New York to Jersey and, you know, had a car accident. My mom says, you know, I had a funny feeling about taking that road. Right? Yeah. And uh, that was the last time I ever heard her say, you know, I had a funny feeling about blank, blank, blank and not doing it. So mm-hmm. I learned that from her in some strange way. What do we need to do to sharpen our inner radar so that we can seek out those even faint frequency messages that are trying to get our attention because I'm telling you I don't want to be I don't want to be having car accidents and other stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's a fantastic question and here's where practical tools come in handy. Mm-hmm. And the meditation that I'm offering for free is a great one. It's you need to learn how to access stillness because intuition and that gut feeling is always quiet. It's peaceful. It's, you know, it's the person tapping on the shoulder saying, hey, why don't you take this road? Hey, you can do this if you want to. Hey, have you ever thought about this? Mm-hmm. You know, very seldom is the intuition, the intuitive self loud and, you know, brusque and in your face. Even in moments of panic, it's, ne- it's always going to be, hey, Andrew, get up from your desk, exit the building and walk across the street. Right. Even in the moments of where it's sort of saving your life. And we've all heard those, sto- heard those stories of like, I don't know, I just got the feeling I had to leave. Right. So learning how to trust that and learning how to hear that requires you finding stillness. Sit for five minutes a day and just close your eyes and breathe and be present. Turn off the phone, turn off the TV, turn off the laptop and just be. 
-hmm. let the waters go still. So learning how to access stillness, and it doesn't have to be meditation. Meditation is a great place to start, but it can come through exercise. It can come through getting up early and walking around the block when it's still a little quiet and you have the day to yourself. It can come from just sitting, and this is one of my favorite exercises, is I call it Big Andrew, Little Andrew. So uh-huh. our higher self, you know, our, our, our soul self, our higher self is what I call Big Andrew. So what I used to do, and I don't do it as often as I used to, but I still do it from time to time. I sit in the morning with my journal and I say, hey, big Andrew, it's me, Andrew, down here, boots on the ground. What do you want me to know today? And I take dictation. And he tells me, I love you. You're amazing. Things are good. I know it feels scary right now, but it's going to be okay. I know you're really uncomfortable moving out of the comfort zone, but that's why, you know, the comfort zone is, is not where the create creativity and growth happens. You got to move forward. It's okay. I'm with you. Right. So learning how to hear those, those conversations and trust them takes practice. Yeah. Practice. Thank you. Let's talk about practice for a minute. Um, you know, people ask me, I get this question a lot now, uh, yeah, Pat, you know, how did you kind of get to be doing what you're doing and you got the network and you got this and yeah, and you know, you know, kind of when you reach a certain goal, folks on the outside look at you and it's almost as if, you know, you got here by some magical, amazing yellow brick road, Yeah, but you know what? I had to face my own wicked witch of the West or East or whatever direction. (laughs) I don't know what direction she was coming from, but I had to face those along the way. And, and it wasn't always pretty. Actually, it was actually pretty ugly. Um, How about you? I mean, what is it about that part of you that can show up that can shut your dream down? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah. I think it's, you know, I think it's important to understand that those fears are just doing what they think, you know, they think they're keeping you safe in the cave, right? Because to the mind, the unknown is the danger zone because the mind is only an archive of what we've experienced up until this point. So every situation it goes, okay, the last time we did this, we were okay. So we're going to go ahead and do this. Right. But the minute that we hesitate and pull back, the mind goes, oh, there's something to be afraid of. And especially when it's the unknown, that mind is going to be trying. So just because you're afraid doesn't mean you're moving in the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's the practice part is important because yeah. that's what it is. I, you know, this morning is a perfect example. I tried to meditate and I like five minutes in, I was like, you know, forget this. I can't like my mind was all over the place. I've got a lot going on right now. You know, I'm going to London next week to work at the, the college for psychic studies and do some classes there. So my mind is, you know, going a million miles an hour. So I, you know, what I want people to know is that there's no perfect meditation. Some days you're going to be really, really great. And some days it's going to be frustrating and you're going to end up, you know, like I did just getting up and walking away. But the point is you keep showing up. It comes back to that willingness. Mm -hmm. I'm willing. I am here and I'm showing up. I may be tired. I may be cranky. I may be underslept. I may be, you know, overworked, but I'm here. I am willing to connect with that silence and that stillness. And if I can, great. If I can't, then I'll try again tomorrow. It's a practice. You know, we let ourselves off the hook. Yeah. You know, just take a breath and unclench. Like, it's okay. (laughs) It's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, it's really fascinating because there's so much information, so much data that swirls around us that 
you know, people say, listen, you know, we love listening to Transformation Talk Radio because, you know, the bottom line to all of this is it's a breath of fresh air in a sometimes very, very smoggy or polluted day. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But, you know, what can people do? What can they do to embrace to embody, and to really claim their birthright. Yeah. I think, you know, the first one that comes to mind is you have the right to investigate and interrogate your experience. Mm -hmm. You know, when you've got that fear that's telling you, if you do this, you're going to die, you're going to go off the rails, things are going to fall apart. We so often just believe that without question. And I think what we can start doing, and that's why that stillness in the morning is so helpful, because Really, the truth of who we are emerges in the space between thoughts and the spaces between emotions. Mm. And when we find that stillness, it feeds us and empowers us and reminds us of who we are. So when that fear comes up, now I don't run from it anymore. Now I turn and I say, what do you want me to know? Because obviously you've got a message for me. You've been nagging me for like the past 20 years. You've been present. You fear are like you're, you know, we're like conjoined twins here. And I'm tired of hearing you fill my head with all this stuff that never happens. So what do you want me to know? Because I've got stuff to do. I've got a purpose and a life to live. So I'm going to sit and I'm going to take dictation. And here's the thing. Taking dictation for these inner aspects of ourself. You know, it's that, that, that nursery rhyme, the old woman who lived in the shoe. Mm-hmm. We realize we're the old woman in the shoe. And all the children that we had so many of, we don't know what to do. They're just aspects of ourselves that want attention. They have a message for us. So when you sit down in the morning and you pick whatever is present first, maybe it's that fear, the fear of money, the fear of death, the fear of illness, the fear of losing your job, whatever, the fear of whatever's happening politically. And you sit down and you say, okay, fear, you've been taking up a lot of real estate in my head. Obviously, you have something you want me to know. What is it? And you put it on the spot. And you make it tell you and you write it all down. And then you once this is the thing. Once you understand the story, you no longer fear it. And when you no longer fear it, it no longer controls you. And before long, you hear it coming a mile away. You go, nope, I know that. That's the feeling of fear. It's coming around the corner and I'm going to stop you before you even get here. Yeah. And you know what, how we have a demonstration of that in our culture? It, it's really simple. And, you know, and yet it goes unnoticed. We have, as a society, built up a tolerance for fear-based things. So let's Mm -hmm. talk about that. You and I, during a break, we're talking about Wonder Woman, right? Yeah. I have a friend that probably is not going to go see it because still some aspects of that superhero stuff scares her. Mm -hmm. But as a society... You know, it used to be watching a black and white movie with a robotic Godzilla and, and Mothra scared the heck out of kids, right? Yeah. Now, totally. now, maybe, maybe uh, the, the Conjure Part 5 will scare some people. So isn't it the same with us? When we practice the notion of, wait a minute, I can move beyond that, that it makes that next step easier. Yeah, absolutely. It's when you learn how to turn and face your experience. And here's the thing, with love and compassion. Yeah. The part of you that is distracting you through whatever means. 
substance, whatever it is, compulsive behavior, fear, addiction, illness, all of these things are consistent patterns that just are asking for our time and attention. And oftentimes, not all of them, but many of them are just like a little kid. Mom, 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 what? Nothing. All that kid wants is for two seconds of your undivided attention, you acknowledging it. Right. So when we acknowledge them consistently, this is the thing we learn how to trust ourselves. The aspect of us that is afraid now knows, hey, when I tap Pat on the shoulder, now she gives me five minutes to find out what is this all about. <laughs> right. And now you trust yourself and say, hey, look what I did last time. The last time I faced it, it revealed itself to me that it was just a part of me that was a little scared. It was trying to exert control for whatever reason, but there really was no reason to be afraid. And I moved past it. So mm -hmm. then you pat yourself on the back and it becomes a muscle. It is that practice. The more you consistently, actively show up to really face your life and say, what's going on in here? Why are you guys acting up? <laughs> you know, turn the lights <laughs> off and go to bed. You know, the more you actively do that, the more you remind yourself that, oh, I was just off on the fear train. You know, someone, and I can't remember who it was, told me this metaphor years ago. And they said, your consciousness is just like a, it's a train station. And some mornings you get on the fear train without even realizing it. But the beautiful oh, thing yeah. is, is once you realize you're on the wrong train, you get off at the next stop. Yeah, I love this. And, you know, um, I want to get back to uh, talking with you about the show because you're going to bring this dialogue to the forefront each week. What is it, What excites you most when you're thinking about, wow, this is really happening now? Yeah. What excites me is being able to share the truth that other people have realized. Mm -hmm. What excites me is being able to give concrete examples of how it can be done. And you know this, that the tools that we get from other people, mentors, teachers, healers, whatever, they, we take those tools and we use them in a way. And then at some point we sort of modify them and turn them into whatever works for us. You know what I say, whatever in any sort of journey in your life, take what resonates and leave the rest. Yeah. So my hope is, Hey, if I give you a hundred, you know, I'm doing what 18 shows. If I do 18 shows and only eight of them resonate as truth for you. Awesome. Work with those eight. Yeah. So my goal is to, I want to bring on people who are and talk about, you know, guests or talk about subjects where we can really begin to investigate things and reclaim our sovereignty. We, we are far more powerful than we even realize. And my intention is to help people reclaim that power through practical, applicable ways. Mm. You know, and some of the things we've talked about today may work for some people, may not work for others. And that's why I want to bring on other people who are actively doing this in their own life so they can talk about what's worked for them. Yeah. You know, it's fascinating when we look at the world from the inside out as opposed to the outside in. Yeah. And we think about untethered. What, for those that are listening, they may or may not have a clear sense of what untethered means. And yeah. I wanted to ask you, you know, in, in, in the time we have left, you know, as, as something that has some teeth in it, what is it we can say to our listeners to help them know that this is going to be a powerful message, a blueprint of sorts for a life that they can hardly imagine today? Freedom and sovereignty are our birthright. Mm -hmm. We are infinite creators. We are the source spark. 
in a finite body. And it is our right to be free and to have what we require and to take the wheels of our life, take the reins of our life back and really begin to drive that bus. I mix my metaphors. Buses don't have reins, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the a Life Untethered is about really sit and getting honest with yourself and saying, why do I feel, is this the story that I want to tell about my life? Whoever decided that this is who I am and do I want to be this person anymore? These fears and these doubts and these insecurities that I have, when did I begin to believe that they're really real and they have power over me? I'm not saying that our emotional experience is not real. Yes, we're scared, we're afraid, we're frustrated, we're angry, and we are powerful beyond measure. So when we begin to turn and face those aspects of ourselves, we see that they've just been holding on to our power until we were ready to reclaim it. Wow. And that's what this work does is it unties you from the belief that anything outside of you really gets to drive your experience. And that's what we're seeing on the world, you know, the yeah. world stage. Yeah, we're totally. seeing these old paradigms are collapsing because they are not built on truth and love. They are built on exclusion and, you know, control and manipulation or whatever. So this is about rising up. That's why on this time on the planet right now, we are seeing these systems collapse because it is time for all 8 billion of us to rise up and say, I am the sovereign master creator of my experience and this is what I require. I love it. And you know what I love about what you just shared? You know, the reason that the old paradigms are being looked at so closely and emotionally is because they've been exposed so deeply. Yeah. You know, uh, people have asked me, what do I see about the many, many gifts in the times we live in now? And I said, yeah, guess what? What's come out of the closet today is a level of fear and hate that we didn't think in this country yeah. existed anymore. And now that it's exposed, we can heal it. Yeah. And we've been told for centuries, if you give me your power, you give me your money, you give me your votes, you give me your whatever, I'll take care of you. And now we see that that's not true. How can we expect another to take care of us in a way that we can't even take care of ourselves? Mm. So when wow. you want something, you got to claim it for yourself first. I love it. Andrew, thank you so much for today. Give out your website again. And one last question. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Life can be greater than you can ever imagine. It mm. really can be. Life can feel like paradise if you want it to. Oh, awesome. It really and can. How can people listen to your show? How can they, they find out more about you? They can find me. Thelightedones.com is my website. There's now a radio yeah. tab with the player embedded so they can see all the shows upcoming. They can go to my Facebook, The Lighted Ones, Instagram, The Lighted Ones, YouTube, The Lighted Ones. Even if you just Google search Andrew Martin Psychic or Andrew Martin Intuitive, you'll find me. I love um, and it. I am so excited. I cannot wait to be a part of your network. And I'm so thrilled for this show. And thank you for letting me be on here today. This is I'm telling you. You know, that's what I love to do, just rocking and rolling with good vibes. Andrew Martin, everybody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Stay tuned. Dr. Friedman, shout. <laughs>
preceding audio was via a Skype call.